Welcome to the Get Over Divorce podcast, where you'll learn to get your power back, hold healthy boundaries, and become the confident, successful single woman who can find real lasting love yet. Divorce sucks, but the rest of your life doesn't have to. Let's create a life you love. I'm your host, relationship coach, Julie Danielson. Let's do this. Hello, everyone, and welcome. Many of you know I have a Facebook group called Thriving Community, Women Supporting Women Through Divorce on Facebook. And what you might not know is I would be a millionaire if I had a dollar for every woman that posted in there about how frustrating it is that their ex moved on so quickly and is living his best life without her. And sometimes these posts get deleted because specifically I'm trying to create a culture in this group that is hopeful and empowered and, you know, of women who want to take action to move on and create a better life. And this kind of group is not for everybody. Some people want to hate on it, and that's totally fine. There's lots of groups out there where you can vent about your ex and you can post memes about ex-husbands and you can bitch about the other woman. But my group specifically is not that kind of group. And it's also why I love it and the people that are there seem to love it as well. But I really pride myself on making this group different and a positive place for healing and growing. And that's what I'm all about. So if you're one of those ladies that are feeling super stuck and super overwhelmed by the spinning thoughts of your ex and it's hurting your quality of life and it's making you feel unworthy and unlovable, then I want you to listen up to this episode. If you're here then you're agreeing to opening your mind to new ways of thinking because you are sick of being in that pity party. And ultimately, this is going to help you to learn to feel better. So when I first got divorced, I had a lot of stories I told myself about my marriage and about my ex. All of them were true in my mind. I experienced my marriage in a certain way. But one mistake I made after we separated was I kept trying to convince my ex that my way of seeing things was the right way of seeing things. And the reality is, and this took me a long ass time to figure out, you guys, so I want you to take the shortcut and learn it right here, right now. The reality is his view of our relationship and his view of the breakdown of the marriage was also right. It is how he experienced our relationship. Now, we both had our complaints, and I'm not going to cover those all here, (laughs) obviously. Really don't want to rehash any of that. But I do want to describe one perspective that I had that propelled me to choose divorce, and how that one perspective could have been different. And I am making darn sure that my current marriage does not fall into that old pattern of thinking. Because if you've not learned this one one thing from me yet, I will say it again right now and right here, 
Your thinking creates your reality. So with that in mind, here was my thinking during my first marriage that really wrecked havoc on how I experienced that relationship. So I recently, I don't know, kind of recently came across these two terms and it really illustrates and describes my feelings inside my first marriage. And these terms did not even exist back then to describe what I was feeling like. It was kind of like as though it's kind of like think back 20 years ago where like workplace harassment wasn't even really a thing. And it was something that we just kind of like sucked up and dealt with. And today that would never happen because of the Me Too movement and how workplace sexual harassment is totally looked down upon and people take action on that sort of thing. So like back then when I was in that first marriage, there was not a a really good term for what I was experiencing. And the term, the terms are mental load and strategic incompetence. So in my former marriage, these two seem to go hand in hand. So let me define them for you. The mental load is the invisible labor labor, and honestly physical labor involved in managing a household and a family, which typically falls on a woman's shoulders. It's being the one in charge of having the never-ending list of to-do items that is constantly running in your head, remembering what needs to get done and when, and making sure they actually get done. So think endless doctor appointments, dentist appointments for the whole family, enrolling kids in activities and sports, and figuring out who goes what and where, and getting them there, and school registrations and activity registrations, and basically making sure everyone is dressed, fed, and bathed, and their shots are up to date. Not to mention the science project your child has to do and the endless stream of household chores that would never get done without us, right? That is the mental load. And then strategic incompetence is the other one. It is the art of avoiding undesirable tasks by pretending to be unable to do them. So imagine a man is tasked with doing the laundry. He might throw his new red shirt in with the whites to turn everything pink. (laughs) on purpose. Or worse, put all of your favorite Victoria's Secret bras in the dryer, shrinking and ruining them and destroying them, right? So when I look back and I think about how my first partner and I were not a fit, it's because I never felt like I had a partner that helped me because I was constantly overwhelmed and exhausted. But here's the thing that I see so clearly now that I didn't see then. I resented him for how he was able to put his own needs first. He did what he wanted when he wanted. He made sure he got his need, his own needs met. I didn't. Right? Did he fail me or did I fail me? So first and foremost, I truly believe now that I failed myself. I was so stuck being the people pleaser that I was inadvertently raised to be, and I lived to make everyone else's lives easier. But 
it exhausted me and I didn't do it because I wanted to. I did it because I felt the sense of duty to do it. I never spoke up to get the help I needed in a way that worked, right? Because bitching and moaning is not going to get somebody on board to helping you. So I blamed, I complained, and I deeply resented him. Now, in my current marriage, I look back and I made this a lesson. First of all, it's really high on my list of priorities to pick a man that was going to be a better fit for me. Check. I did that. Good job. But I also wanted to learn to speak up for myself. I spoke my truth on what I was willing and what I was unwilling to do. Um, When my now husband got me a house cleaner early in our relationship, it was a Christmas present, and I made sure to tell him that you're not allowed to do anything you can't keep up, (laughs) and that this was a forever present and not just for one year. And I put my own self-care as a high priority for myself. So when you're spinning and thinking about all the ways that your ex failed you, this puts you in a mode of victimhood and it leaves you powerless. You're powerless to him because it means the outcome of your life is in the hands of someone else. Your happiness is dependent upon someone else treating you the way that you wanted him to treat you. And this is really an impossible ask of someone, especially after your marriage is over. And I see so many women continue putting their own emotional well-being in the hands of their ex because they're continuing to blame him for all the ways he failed her. And this is honestly giving him power and making them more miserable. So the problem is, This line of thinking is going to keep them stuck forever if they continue down this path. The new thinking that can, you know, release them from that pit of misery is to finally take charge of their own life. Stop leaving it up to the ex to fix things or to own up to his faults. All of those things are unreasonable asks if your marriage is already broken Stop trying to get him to own his part. Stop trying to get him to be on board with your way of thinking. Because remember, he has a point of view about how he experienced the marriage as well, and he's entitled to it, just like you are entitled to yours. And they do not have to agree with each other. That's super important that you recognize that. They do not have to intersect overlap or agree with each other. They can be completely different sides of the fence. But if you want to move on powerfully, you need to allow him his own thoughts and feelings and stop trying to change them. When I finally did this, I realized that everything my ex ever said about me was true. It was true to him because that's how he experienced it. And I couldn't talk him out of what he felt any more than he could talk me out of what I felt. We both had a right to our own feelings. And the best thing to do was just to accept our differences and only communicate on issues regarding our children. 
And honestly, I feel like we did that. We finally got to that point and we became really good co-parents because of it. Ultimately, we agree on a lot of our parenting styles and the results are our boys are 19 and 17 now. They're both going off on their own soon and they are healthy and they had two separate sets of parents that love them. And I think that's an amazing thing. So despite the hurt, despite the really hard breakup, it took a while, but we are both better off in new relationships where we both feel like we have partners that are a better fit for us. I suspect my ex's new wife is a lot better at expressing her needs and getting them met. And I am now because I had that experience. I am now because my now husband is way better at doing things around the house and he meets my needs because I chose a man that would do that, right? Owning my own faults was a huge missing link for moving on powerfully. Also, owning the fact that we were not a good fit for each other was a really hard, bitter pill to swallow because what we tend to look at when a relationship isn't working out is we look at how am I messing up? How am I not a fit for him? What can I do differently? How can I change? And that is not necessarily what is going to make you a fit for somebody. Sometimes two people just aren't a fit. And I think it's really important to learn from your past so you can get it right moving forward. Now, a breakup, a marriage breaking down is not going to ruin your kids. I'm so sick of hearing people saying you should stay together for the kids. That's bullshit. If it's a toxic relationship, it's actually it's going to be better for the kids if you guys do break up because then you both have a chance individually at being better parents. And I saw that happen as soon as me and my ex split. We both stepped up to the plate better as individual parents. So if you're hung up on all the ways your ex failed you, I encourage you to look at all the ways you failed yourself. You are your own advocate moving forward And honestly, I should have insisted on having domestic help back then. But rather than doing that, I sucked it up and I did it all, leaving me exhausted and bitter and angry. And when I'm exhausted and bitter and angry, I sucked as a mom. I sucked as a wife. I was not an easy person to love on. And I can totally see now how that one thing, could have changed everything if I insisted on getting help. Now, I'm not saying that because I wish things were different. I fully accept and believe that I had to go through that rough time because I had a lot of hard lessons that I needed to learn about myself. I had a lot of change that I needed to make in order to learn and grow from it. And honestly, we are not born with the knowledge and the skill to be an amazing partner, usually. Some people are good at it, but sometimes we have to learn shit the hard way. We're also not born with an amazing 
Well, we are born with an amazing self-esteem, but it chips away over time as we get older. And we as adults have to take charge of that and we have to learn how to rebuild it. Sometimes things that we feel should be intuitive or natural to us are not. And we have to forgive ourselves and give ourselves the grace to find a way to learn how to grow our confidence, grow our self-esteem, grow our self-love. And sometimes we end up learning the hard way, right? I mean, think about this. A baby learning to walk is going to fall on his ass a hundred times before it even takes its first step. We as adults have to fall on our ass a few times in order to learn the hard lessons that we're meant to learn in this lifetime. We are human. We, and that means, by definition, that we're going to make mistakes, Nobody lives a perfect life. So use your past marriage as a lesson and as a roadmap for how you are going to change things for you moving forward. Not just in the person that you choose to be with, but mainly the person you choose to become. We all have the opportunity to be forever changing and growing into better people. And if you're not doing that, then you're going to be stuck. You're going to be alone. You're not going to live the life that you want to live. You're not going to have the love that you want to have in your life. So please take it from me. I learned the hard way so that you don't have to. If you want to learn more and work with me as your coach, please go apply right now at juliedanielson.me forward slash application. I promise you this work is so worth it and it will help you get on the path to creating the new amazing chapter in your life that you love living. All right, everyone. Thanks for being here. Bye.